0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get, with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into another episode of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with Mark and Welcome to the basement with me, Mark. Enjoying the, the season of picks from hell, because I seen, I couldn't pick right if, uh, if you gave me one, two, or three as the options right now. Uh, and you and me both tied at 5-9-1. and one. Welcome. Welcome to the suck. How does it feel? I love how Morton tries to do this when I'm tied for first
1: place in the overall standings. So he tries to like, this is like a perfect example of misery loves company. He tries so hard to bring me down with him while I'm still fighting for the, the championship crown on the season. But yeah, I had a bad week. No, you
0: know what? It's really, because it's crazy. Because I mean, Eddie's been monitoring this for the last, like, three years of my life. Like, this is by far the worst pick I've ever had. <laughs> Easily, most of the time. like And the thing that's crazy is I feel like individually I'm still sniping out spots. Like, I was dead wrong about the Cowboys and the Bills. But I can point to the games in which I feel like I was dead wrong on. But I feel like I'm getting a bad beat in every freaking Panthers versus Falcons game that there is. Like every Commanders versus Jets game that there is. Like all these games that we're not like the Cardinals, those games we're not talking about are the ones that I'm just getting smoked on. Sounds like you gotta do your homework a little better, buddy. Oh, Eddie asked a good question.
1: <laughs> What's that? Let me
0: see. Would you rather have better NFL takes or better NFL picks? Uh
1: picks if I'm putting my money on them. Because so that means uh, I can have bad takes all I want, but I'm still uh, paying rent off my my picks. So, yeah, definitely the picks if I'm putting
0: my money on them, for sure. See, I, I would go takes because here's the thing. Even if I have average NFL picks, if you have the good NFL takes, maybe you can get paid to get on TV every day and then you're pulling it a little bit more than you would feel, and you, you your stomach doesn't hurt as much when you're gambling thousands of dollars. Uh, we see guys with bad takes all the time on TV. I don't want to hear that. Well, you know, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But, uh, I mean, how good can your picks be? I guess that's the question. If you're hitting at 80%, then in that case, you know, quite honestly, I'd be on an island with my feet up, not even paying attention to you guys. I just be, I'd wake up every morning – be like, the, the Jets are laying three. Got to hit Commanders. And then just go, roll back over and just wait for the money to come in. Not even think about it. Don't even stress at all. <laughs> but No, I've been be drinking out of a coconut every day. What's the stress about? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Those would be great vibes. Uh and I'll go ahead. I'll start the great vibes right now. The, the, the supreme vibes, the immaculate vibes for the vibe check. <laughs> you can't look anywhere but Buffalo right now. After back-to-back wins... Really, to me, like you should have beat the Eagles, the Chiefs probably should have beat you, but ain't no question that you just beat the hell out of the Cowboys. And not only that, you've beat the Cowboys in a way that we have never seen in the Josh Allen era. And that is by turning around and handing the ball off James Cook with 179 rushing yards. I mean, two, I mean, 266 rushing yards total. Like, that's insane. Are you wiping That's, your eyes because you were shedding tears seeing a team actually run the ball and sticking with it because it was running? This is beautiful. It was beautiful to see. There's this, there's a clip in which where James Cook is running and you see Deion Dawkins just moving a, a Cowboys defensive lineman. He takes it like from the 40 all the way to the goal line. I was just like, look at this guy. He can't do anything about it. Moving men against their will. I was thinking about you watching this game. I was like, Martin
1: has to be over there with sobbing with tissue over there crying like this is what I've been begging for this can still happen in my NFL in 2023 I mean you you must have been just losing your mind watching this
0: (laughs) I mean not only that it works go figure (laughs) when you just don't completely ignore running the ball and I'll be honest if Buffalo's going to continue really once they fired Ken Dorsey and moves on to Joe Brady, who, we you know, had success calling plays for Joe Burrow down at LSU. But Joe Brady has unlocked James Cook in a way that I wasn't expecting. And is really making me change my calculus on Buffalo and what I thought their ceiling could be.
1: Yeah, that's fair, man. It's crazy how far this team has come in just a matter of within a month. I mean, we were on the borderline of burying this team for the season and saying it's over and talking about the offseason and what they need to do, you know. But now you're, you're still not in the playoffs yet, but they have a great, great path. I mean, you play the Chargers and the Patriots your next two weeks. Then they they end their season in Miami, which very well could be for the AFC East Division crown. I mean, can you believe we're here at this point? And I think it's very likely it comes down to that game because Miami just has to lose one of their next two games. And they play Dallas and Baltimore the next two weeks. They could lose both. They could lose both, Martin. So I I think the week 18 is going to be fireworks in Miami
0: for that uh, AFC East division. The excitement that you hear in his voice is him somehow dreaming that Kansas City gets the one seed still. Go ahead. (laughs) It's very possible still. Uh My great vibes. I'm going to go
1: with, how about a team we haven't talked about much and a quarterback that's talking about burying somebody. You wanted to bury him. How about Baker Mayfield, baby? The fighting Baker Mayfields going to Lambeau. Win 34 to 20. And look, I know the NFC South is very, very bad, but hey, somebody has to win it. How about the Bucks are on a three-game winning streak, Martin? Does that interest you at all? Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating in Lambeau, 381 yards, four touchdowns. Maybe he is a starter in this league, Martin. Maybe he just is. Maybe he is. I mean, we can't ignore how he's been playing this year. The guy has 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions, over and over 3,300 passing yards. I mean, hey, are, are you going to just stay on? He's not good and he shouldn't be a starter or are you changing your mind on Baker Mayfield after seeing him play this year?
0: I mean, this is the best year of his career by far. That's I, all you mean, got it? by by far. <laughs> no, I'm not it's, not. it's not all that I got. This is there's 4 years of evidence prior to this season. His rookie uh, year is, was his rookie year was good. His rookie year was good. Yeah, I was not a believer the, at the time. I was telling you, I don't know what y'all are looking at. I don't know what you're watching. Oh, the Colts just suspended some players for the rest of the season due to conduct detrimental to the team. More gambling? I don't know. It's cornerback Tony Brown and Isaiah McKenzie. Wide receiver. Out of there. We'll get more info on that here shortly, I'm sure. Uh, No. I mean, he's throwing a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Mike Evans, One of the best I've ever strapped him up, in my opinion, who's honestly had a wild quarterback ride, if you think about it, from Johnny Manziel to uh, Jameis Winston to Tom Brady to uh, Baker Mayfield. Those are some very (laughs) famous names to be throwing you the ball. Um, But, yeah, he's playing the best he's played. He's playing the best best he has played in his career. This is the first year, in my opinion, you look at him and be like, maybe this could be a long-term answer. But I think the more realistic thing is he's going to bottom out and be an average quarterback in the NFL. We've seen them a lot. Like Derek Carr was an average quarterback in this league for six, seven years, Kirk cousins, uh, right there. Like I think fringe, you know, top 10 to 15 to 20 guy. I don't, I don't ever see him being, but I don't think he has like the the talent of like even a Matthew Stafford who even on bad teams was flirting with the top five to top six, top seven guy in the league.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I just wanted to give you a little hard time on that, but I mean, he he definitely is having a year where you can say he's going to be in this league for a very long time, whether he's a starter or not. I, I think he definitely proved that at the very least this
0: season. Um, bad well, vibes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not a complete and total bust. That's what the, the victory lap you'd like to take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My bad vibes of the week definitely is in Jacksonville. Not the fact they lost. I mean, he lost to the best team in the AFC right now in the Baltimore Ravens. But it's just the manner in which it happened. This team is very frustrating to watch. You, you see the flashes of potential there. You know, Trevor Lawrence will have a great throw, and then he'll follow up by overthrowing a guy by 10 yards. Then he'll just fumble the ball for some weird reason when he's running towards the sideline. And then they'll have an aggressive play that looks really good at the end of the first half. And then, oh, they don't even spike the football and they get no points out of it. Missed a couple of field goals. I mean, come on. This was very infuriating. And maybe it was more infuriating the fact that I had such a vetted interest in them winning the game as I'm rooting for the Chiefs to still get the one seed, so I needed Baltimore to drop a game or two. Um, But, I mean, you watched the game. It was a standalone game. Baltimore didn't even really impress me. Like, I didn't even come away from this game like, Baltimore is just head and shoulders, the class of this conference. It was more about Jacksonville being inept and doing things to beat themselves and shoot themselves in the foot time and time again. Now they've lost, what, is that three in a row? Mm-hmm. And the AFC South is a three-team race legitimately now. And they got to go to Tampa Bay this weekend, I believe. So that's not going to be an easy game for the Jags. So definitely bad vibes right now for the Jaguars.
0: You know what I texted you after that game? Just yet another, yet another Zion, number one overall pick, going to change the world. No, not quite yet. Still waiting to see if Trevor Lawrence is going to be the generational talent we were promised, uh, like uh, the several million before him, like that you guys love to hype up during draft season and and college, and be like, he's going to change the fortunes of a franchise. Every so often it happens, and Joe Burrow takes the team to the Super Bowl. But more often than not, this guy's dropping the ball in the middle of the field for no reason. But what was that? What was that?
1: I don't know, man. I have, I have no explanation for it. I thought maybe he had, like he had fumbles, like he just dropped
0: the groceries on the way into the <laughs> house. Like he just yeah. like like what like what like like somebody says surprise, and he he got shocked and he dropped his phone. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't have no explanation for it. Uh, I'll go. My bad vibes are gonna go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Told you about this a few weeks ago. But the part of being a good head coach is hiring people. Kyle Shanahan seems to do a great job of it. Why? Because they assistants get hired to be head coaches everywhere across the league in his system, and they just continue to stay atop the NFC. Well, right now the Eagles demoted their defensive coordinator. Mark, it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> and put in Matt Patricia as the new defensive coordinator, who you may remember is famous for not being very good in Detroit. That's what I remember him for. And his piece is pencil for a laminated piece of paper. Not congruent. Doesn't make sense. He's installed this new defensive coordinator. And boom, Drew Locke with eight well on the eight yard line with less than two minutes to go and on one timeout had a roller coaster of a drive that ended in the Jackson Smith and Jigba game winning touchdown. Uh on a well, that was one of the good throws. It was two or three bad ones on the drive yeah like it was it was a a roller coaster for sure the drew lock experience but yeah matt patricia just got walked down in his first game as defensive coordinator now what do you do sirianni good luck and they really should be on a four game losing streak because they
1: should have lost to buffalo And then Dallas would be in a much better position to win that division because the Eagles still control their own destiny if they went out. They play the Giants twice and then the Cardinals. Do you think they drop one of those?
0: Hard to beat a team twice back-to-back.
1: Yeah, I don't like that two times that... in
0: three weeks thing. That's... And but I'm then... kind of... And yeah. I like how the Giants got kicked in on in New Orleans, right? But... Dennis Allen is a pretty good defensive coordinator. He's just, it's just the head coaching job that is just way too hard. You know what I'm saying? That that one is the step too far. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me, but like Matt Patricia is not a good defensive coordinator, right? I don't, I don't have, I could see we have one more addition, to Tommy Cutlets, one more year, one more, one more go, one more go round of Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> just one more. And <laughs> he knocks off the Eagles and makes them a wildcard team. And he becomes oh, a New York legend. Oh, man. That would be crazy. For the ugly
1: vibes, going down to back to your division, the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. My God. team
0: makes me so angry.
1: So angry. A team that we both picked to win this division before the year. We lost a tough one last week at home to the Bucks. You know, hey, that was a good, hard-fought game. Not really too down on you, but then you go to Carolina, in which a game that there was just me and you in the stands. (laughs) It's like 10 people there, 45 cent tickets, and they get their second win of the season in nine to seven fashion. Nine to (laughs) seven. Now you're you're putting Desmond Ritter back on the bench for Taylor Heineke. And you got to play the Colts this this Sunday on Christmas Eve. Uh, A pretty good Colts team there is playing good lately. I mean, just, I feel like we said the same thing every week. We talk about this Atlanta Falcons team, man. So frustrating seeing a pretty damn good roster, in my estimation, get dramatically held back by the quarterback position and the coaching staff. I don't know where they go. I don't know what's going to happen. You won a lot of games still to get one of those top quarterbacks. You got to maybe trade up because obviously this Desmond Ritter project is over with. I don't even see him ever starting again unless it's an injury. I mean, it's just very, very frustrating. Free Kyle Pitts. Free Kyle Pitts. You could trade him to Kansas City if you want because we need a tight end for the future because Travis Kelsey is slowing down dramatically. So I'm pitching that right now.
0: I'll tell you. The thing about Atlanta that drives me nuts is every time I just look at them and think how much better they'd be if they had Lamar Jackson. And I'm reminded of Arthur Smith saying, we're good. We're good. We're just going to develop Desmond Ritter. And I know people say, like, we have this weird way of thinking about the way that these teams do business, right? Like, so because people responded to me after I posted that. And they were like, Lamar was never really available. They were never, they were just going to match whatever he did. So make them match. Like, make them match. You're in competition with one another, both on the field and in business. So, like, make them match. Like, what is this oh, handshake? Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to get them, so I'm not going to try. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. If you're a single man and you see your the, the, the love of your Instagram life walking down the street, you're just going to say nothing? Just sit there? Not do anything? You're going to go up and say, hey, you know, hi, I'm Martin. It's nice to meet you. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, but maybe it will. That's the point. We
1: see it all the time in the NBA, right? Where a guy will sign a contract and the team has, what, 48 hours to match it? We yep. see it all the freaking time. <laughs> like,
0: I don't understand that logic of thinking at all, man. And then all I mean, of a sudden you end up now, you end up in Brooklyn, you're paying Alan Crabb like Twenty-five million dollars a year on accident because the Wizards offered it. That was Otto Porter Jr. You know what I'm saying? Ends up getting the offer, shoot, then bam! Now guess what? You're a millionaire because we're just messing around with the way we do business. But I would have made a match. I would have made the match. Silly me. I don't know. I got, I got the cap space. Everybody on my team's on a rookie deal of note.
1: And I would love crazy. to hear what you think on this. You may be with me on this. Let's say hypothetically they do have Lamar Jackson. I could make the case they would be the second best team in the
0: NFC right now. I would think they're strong. I, I, this team is a quarterback away. Like, they're a quarterback away. So, like, you talk about, okay, like a guy like Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield has shown that he's better than these guys, right? Like, he, yeah. he, he belongs in the league. Like, he's good enough. But, like, I wonder about stuff like that. Like, with Easton Stick, we saw Easton Stick on Thursday night. And I wonder how is it that he's good enough to practice on a daily basis to stay in the league? Like, how he, he when you look at it in the game, it just looks so terrible. Like, how is it that like you can or like tell, the Jets
1: when they had it with a Tim Boyle? That was yeah, how
0: was he good enough in practice to justify being here? Like Baker's good enough in practice to justify being here, either the starter, backup, whatever. Yeah. But Desmond Ritter. How can you justify it outside of just maybe some like arm strength or something like that? But even like Drew Locke, you watch that drive the last game, that, that whole Monday night game, you can see why he's in the league, right? Yeah. Even though it's like, wow, some of that was really dumb. You can still see why he's here.
1: Yeah, like you're probably right?
0: not a starter, but you deserve to be in the league. You're good yeah. enough to be here. You're good enough to be the practice squad quarterback or the backup quarterback. Like, yeah. we're not going to pay you to start, but that's fun. There's only, like, 15 guys, 20 guys good enough to start in the league anyway. Yeah. It, it just, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind to, to know, like, I don't know. It's like knowing a Ferrari was available, and you're like, yeah, you know, I might not win the raffle, so why would I even put my name in it? I'll just stick with my Toyota Camry. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, but, <laughs> hey,
1: at least give it a shot. <laughs> Where's your ugly vibes this week?
0: Dallas. <laughs> it was all right there. It was all right there for you. It was all right there for you. It's all right there. And instead, you got Michael Parsons on podcasts talking about how you know everybody's just waiting for us to lose. There were a lot of people waiting for you to win, pal. A lot of people, (laughs) myself included, who thought you were about to walk in there to Buffalo and vanquish the Bills, put this whole thing to bed, and then lock up the NFC East and be honestly in competition for the 1C maybe. All those previous early season demons be gone. This whole, you know, oh, 30 point loss to San Francisco, loss to Arizona, all of those you could put off on the. Well, it was pre Thanksgiving. You know what? <laughs> Damn it, it's a week before Christmas. Way to go, guys. That was embarrassing to get pushed around like that. I mean, as much as on either side, it was, it was, it just was, it, it was. Michigan versus Eastern Michigan style of football. Like that. Josh Allen threw the ball for seven
1: completions. You see what he said after the game? He felt like that student in class that got an A on the class project and didn't do anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, I speaking re- of getting an A on the class project, you see Sean McDermott gave him a game ball? You oh, I didn't see about? that. I didn't see that. Are you yes, serious? Sean McDermott gave him a game ball in the postgame. And you can see Josh, like, he gets the ball handed to him, and he's like, uh, 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 uh James? <laughs> yeah. Uh, James I Cook, where are you? Oh, my gosh. The game ball should have went to the offensive line. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Deion Dawkins literally assaulted a man for 40 yards down, down the way, right down the edge. Beautiful to see brought martin wise to tears
1: he's been begging for a performance like that from anybody from anybody even though it was at his expense i think he had money on the cowboys
0: man but you know what eagles came through because even though it didn't look right in on sunday cowboys are still really in the same position that they are in terms of nfc standings and and seating in that regard with both with philadelphia losing as well yeah 100 percent but they Ready just could it? have been done with it. You know what I'm saying? You could have been wiped yeah, your hands of it and yeah. been good with it. But no, yeah. no. And now, now, guess what? You get to go play the Miami track meet. Congratulations! Well, let's get into Week 16. We got some big matchups this week. I got it. one thing we do have to touch on first. Oh yeah, I've never go. seen a team lay down like uh, like the Los Angeles Chargers did on Thursday night. That was special.
1: Oh yeah, you know that I always d- these Thursday games I always it'd be so far removed. I almost forgot that they allow 63 points to put on them and gave up on their coach. I didn't think it's going to come out
0: after the halftime. Oh yeah. We got to talk about that for a little bit. Cause you know, well, that was special. You're, you're that been, was really special. That yeah, was a yeah. special, like I'm just here to not get fined, like coming to work and doing the bare minimum. Yeah. We all can relate. We've all had those days where you just go into work and you do literally the bare minimum that you can to keep your job. Well, the players did that. Brandon master did class. that. That was a masterclass by the Chargers players.
1: <laughs> For sure. And I saw your take. I, I want to see if you can bring it onto this beautiful platform. And I, I agree with you about that Chargers head coaching job not being this attractive job as people make it seem to be. And it's only because, well, they got the cornerback. Well, yeah, you got the quarterback, but it, around what? What do you have surrounding him? <laughs>
0: it, 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 I mean, the team, the roster, that's why the GM is fired too, right? So the roster we know is not... Uh, top of the line, top of the line. Even though we seem to fall in love with it every every off season. we had this argument a few weeks ago. You were like, "No, the you're chargers right. Are you you made talent. me realize
1: it's it's really the names."
0: It's, I get yeah, I I like, caught it's in the like, names. No, let's let's yeah. let, let's play virtual GM and you tell me how many Chargers you pick over the rest of the league. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot of not a lot of options there. But um, Easton Stick, how about that? No one was clamoring for him to come and <laughs> play football for you. <laughs> but the other thing is. Patrick Mahomes is 30 and four straight up against the AFC West in his career. That's crazy. 30 and four. I had to look it up twice. StatMuse.com. but he's 30 and four. So like, yeah. So the last 34 games that the chiefs have played, they've been winners of the AFC West just by default. Right. Cause one of those losses came this year to yeah, Denver. I guess Denver. Yeah. Right. So yep. there you go. Then on top of that, you got a Hall of Fame coach in Denver right now, speaking of, Sean Payton, who has a team that was one of the worst in football last year, competing at a pretty high level, even though they got – the thing about the Broncos is they can only win one way. So if they can enforce that will, if they can run the ball for 150 yards on you, 175 yards on you, and keep Russell Wilson to under like 23 pass attempts, offensively, that's the mix that they're looking for. If they can do that, if they get out of script, it's a wrap. And the thing will spiral and all of a sudden you see Sean Payton scolding Russell Wilson like a child on the sidelines, which, whoa. But uh, that right there is two major obstacles. Just ask Mike Tomlin how hard it is to go to the Super Bowl or make the playoffs when you're, or advance in the playoffs when you're dealing with a Hall of Fame coach on the other side, like Bill Belichick, who's Mike Tomlin's biggest freaking Problem in his career is that Bill Belichick has been in the same, like right there in the same uh, conference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, we got to do our weekly Kansas City Chiefs check-in, I feel like, before we move do on. we? Do we? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll give my thoughts on the game. You know, it was obviously just the New England Patriots, but I did see a lot of things that made me optimistic that this offense is Once again, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. I really sound like a a broken record, but they are so close, Martin, to breaking through. They truly are. I mean, despite, you know, Kadarius Tony dropping and leaves another pick, uh, (laughs) right? And, you know, things of that nature, a couple penalties still, they still almost score 30 points on a pretty damn good Patriots defense. This is not a good Patriots team, but that defense is still pretty good. It's, It's very formidable.
0: And, you know... I just want right. you to know yeah. this is why our listeners bully you on Twitter. I know you see that I know you see all the mentions. I, I know do. you do. I do. And I know you ignore them. But I want <laughs> you to know that this little moment right here this is why you get bullied on X. This is why. Okay, but it, but still I can I can truly see the pathway. I mean,
1: CEH is having a resurgence all of a sudden. I mean, that contract year is truly undefeated because they have the option to pick up his fifth year. They're not going to do it. So he, he's he's playing for – he's putting out good good t- good tape right now while Pacheco is out. He's going to come back next week, though, on Christmas against the Raiders. Jerry McKinnon got back involved in the past game, and they finally are starting to lean into, you know what, yeah, he's a rookie, but Rasheed Rice is clearly our best receiver. He had nine catches for over 90 yards. Uh, and um, obviously – I hope Sky Moore gets well. They put him on the IR for the season. Saw a lot of disgusting things from the Kingdom because he's been struggling. Kind of celebrating his injury. I don't like stuff like that. But I do think him not being on the field. Obviously, I was a big advocate for him. But I've, you know, I've got information. You know, we we, we work on undisputed. Mike, Michael Irvin always talks about gathering information. <laughs> So I've gotten to the point now where him being on the field is such a liability. And if the play got taken away. I'm not sure if you saw it. He caught a ball in the middle of the field. He fumbled. But they we got it back because it was a penalty on the Patriots. It seems like every time he's targeted, something bad happens. So I do think without him being out, with, that, with him being out, you're going to insert more Richie James. They activated Justin Ross to the 53-man roster because he was gone for that suspension. So I I think now you're going to condense it and get it to the guys that you just know you can rely on. There's been too many shuffling of the receivers. Yeah, I, I I know I said it. We're so deep at receiver. This been been is, I'm telling out, you, I'm telling you. I'm telling out you. Spaghetti, receivers. I'm gonna
0: start sending you the tweets because people keep tagging me. Tag <laughs> Eddie too, so he'll retweet them from the accounts because Lamarck needs to answer for this socially. But this is why everybody makes fun of you talking about the deepest room, the deepest room, the deepest room. But now it's time to condense it because it's not as deep as I thought it was. You know, you can't
1: guys can get into a rhythm when you're sh- shuffling out guys, rotating them out every other play. So you know your guys, it's rich is Rashid Rice. Travis Kelsey, all your running backs are fine. And then sprinkle in a Richie James, a Justin Ross, and, and Justin Watson. And maybe a little bit of NVS, maybe. But that's it. That's it. And this offense will be fine. Just stop doing the eating yourself thing. This offense is moving the ball. They're moving the ball down the field. They're just not executing the red zone. But they still scored 27 last week. I thought it was a good sign moving forward.
0: You know who else moves the ball down the field? Derek Carr. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. She's going to finish like the three seed, bro. That's just what it is.
1: No, we're, we'll be the two at, at the very least, unless you got us losing one more game. You think, <laughs> we're, losing to, you think we're losing to Cincinnati? I could see it. It wouldn't shock me. Because if we went out, we're, we're going to be the two seed, unless you think Miami is going to win out. And I know, you, I know you don't believe that.
0: No, I think Miami okay. loses this week. All right, let's get into it. Week 16, baby. I'm going to jump right back on this dumb (coughs) Cowboys train. All right, let's take a break. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get the stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only new users in the first $10 wager. Only must register with the eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss bet. Maximum bonus bet. $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within 7 days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts call 1-800- three two seven five zero five zero or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. All right, Mark. is Did you put the, uh, is that one of the games that you picked, the Cowboys and the, uh, and the Dolphins 100%
1: all right what's what's the
0: setup for that yeah let's start there all right
1: let's start there the Dallas Cowboys are back on the road late afternoon game America's Game of the Week on Fox once again two weeks in a row they're traveling to South Beach I looked at the forecast like it's going to be rain in the forecast Martin once again at least as Mm. of today I know it's early in the week things can change but just something to keep your eye on because apparently maybe they can't play in the rain or mist I don't know but Gordon and Jerry said that weather <laughs> in Orchard Park had a big influence. Well, man, Miami is, it. it's gonna be humid and rainy potentially there. So right now, the dolphins are one and a half point favorites. The over-under is at 51 even. You kind of teased this before the break that you're back on the Cowboys train. Can
0: you walk us through it? This seems better than what we saw yesterday. Uh <sighs> I don't. Oh, God, maybe I. maybe this is just me going down with my priors and not evaluating what I'm looking at. But I think I think the Dolphins might be better than the Bills. But I think the Cowboys are also better than the Bills. They just can't stop the run in the same way. But the Dolphins won't commit to the run in the way that Buffalo did. Twenty. There's no way that you see a game ever again that Tua Tungvaluwa has, what, seven passing completions? <laughs> like that was a, that one Sunday night, that one game against the Chargers, whereas the big Herbert versus Tuba Bull started by fs one zone Emmanuel Acho, right? That he was, you know, talking about all of that. But I'm going to get back with the Cowboys here, especially if Tyreek is a little hobbled there because he is the engine that makes their offense go. Uh, and I just expect them to play better. I I just really do. Like that's really well simply all it boils down to. I expect them to play better. And I know Miami, you know, they just they lost to Tennessee. I just think they're a step below. And I know it's kind of funny because we've I know that the talking points all season have been like, oh, the, the Cowboys are like the Dolphins of the NFC or the the Dolphins are the Cowboys of the AFC. And like they can't really beat good teams. So this is, I guess, a uh what is it, a, a top-of-the-middle-of-the-pack runoff of just beating up on each other? But, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys and uh, the points, one-and-a-half, not, not that as much. Something has to give here. You know, right now the narrative
1: is the Cowboys can't beat good teams on the road, and Miami can't beat good teams, period. So something has to give here unless it ends up in a tie, which would be hilarious, by the way. But I'm I'm on your side here. I'm I'm taking the Cowboys as well. I, I believe this team has more pride than what it would have showed this past Sunday. And I, I believe in the theory of when a bad, when a good team plays that bad, typically that next week they bounce back. And then the, the complete opposite is on Miami, right? Because they had a perfect game. They won 30 to nothing against the Jets. So I think you see both things kind of come back in the middle and I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they went straight up on the money line as well. And also you're talking about, Miami not committing to the run. And they do have a, they can if they want to. But here's a, I think a sneaky thing nobody's talking about, hence this game. I think it's sometimes, sometimes can be a problem, especially when you have a younger head coach when he's not your biggest personality in the locker room. Tyreek Hill is the biggest personality in that Miami locker room. And I say that because he wants 2,000 yards. He's been very adamant about it. And I think there is something to that to where they're going to try to make him get there. I think he needs, I'm not sure the exact number. I know he missed the last game, so his, he's off the pace a little bit, but it's still within reason because Tyree can have 201 game, right? So the pace doesn't really matter when it comes to Tyreek Hill and that offense to me. So I do think there is something there. I'm curious to see, do you, do you agree with me on that? That, you know, I, I think they're going to try to force feed him the ball, which could be a detriment because you should be running the ball on Dallas, not passing it. But I just think his personality is kind of over, could overshadow what they should be doing.
0: I think you're understating Mike McDaniel's personality. Uh, Cause he's like a weird quirky dude. And those dudes to me have the utmost and supreme confidence. Cause they're walking into you know, some pretty manly men. Every day, and they're telling them what to do. You know, I I think Mike McDaniel's got a good handle on it, but I also also think he doesn't like to run the ball in general. So, like, two things could be true. Like, I don't think that Mike McDaniel is getting. So you don't think there's nothing Tyrese. to
1: like trying to get your guy to two K at all. Nothing.
0: I think if anything, he'd be like, "Yeah, let's try to get you to two K." Like, he would be like, "And but it, I don't think it'd be an animosity thing. Like, I think it would be something that he's like." Couldn't you see Mike McDaniel? Like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's see if we can get him to 2,000 year TV guard. Hey, let's dial something up for Tyreek right here. You know, <laughs> as he scratches, you know, as he has his ankles out on the sideline. <laughs> We're both on Dallas now. I
1: can't wait to watch that game Christmas Eve this Sunday. Let's go to this Thursday. And I'm actually, are uh, you going to be there? Your Saints are in LA, baby. Your Saints are going to be down the street in SoFi, traveling out here to play the Rams. Right now, the Rams are. Four-point favorites, the overrunners at 46. First of all, will Martin Wise be in the building to support his New Orleans Saints
0: out here in L.A.? I honestly thought this game was being played in New Orleans until right now. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe I'll check the app and see what the scores are I see what the uh, prices are. Maybe.
1: <laughs> wow, I just broke news to Martin. That is crazy. <laughs> I really did.
0: You know, Normally, as long as I can park at your spot, that, yeah. that increases the chances. <laughs> you can.
1: You can. You can, buddy. Uh, I'll start off on this one. That four is really, really tricky here. And I know all the Dennis Allen stats against the spread. I know. But and the Rams are playing really good ball. But hey, the Saints have had two back-to-back convincing wins, albeit against lesser competition. But still, it's a step in the right direction for the Saints from where they've been this year. I'm going to take the Rams minus the four, though. But I'm not that confident. I would feel a lot better if this was three but that four does make me give me a little pause for, uh but maybe you'll make me feel better by just saying it's the Rams easily minus four. Well,
0: I know it's not the Saints plus four. That can't be, <laughs> that, that <just, laughs> you can't feel good about that. I think Aaron Donald is going to annihilate Derek Carr. Like I could see Derek Carr being sacked like four or five times this game, whether mm-hmm. or not the saints can't pick up Aaron Donald or somebody else gets home. You know what I'm saying? Or Aaron Donald himself just decides he wants to just move grown men against their will. Yeah, this t- – I'm not – I don't like this matchup for – like I honestly didn't like the Giants, but the difference with the Giants and the Rams is, you know, as you plug your ears, but uh, Matthew Stafford is playing some of the best ball of his career, and that makes him that significantly a weapon, much more than you know Tommy DeVito, who you're scheming things up for, right? Tommy He's DeVito not- – <laughs> He's not exactly uh, taking the world by storm in the way that, you know, I mean, Matthew Stafford was in the Super Bowl just a few years ago with this, not this same Ramps team, but, you know, he and McVay are on the same wavelength, and he's making guys like Puka Nakua household names. I think, you know, I don't know, but I think if Puka Nakua was playing for the Jets, he wouldn't be atop the rookie receiving ranks. You know, I, I don't think so. I think that's probably a product of Stafford, and I thought after after his uh you know spine surgery and all the other things that he would be done you know i didn't think he'd still be able to play at this rate i thought the ram's were gonna be one of the worst teams of football this year but i do expect them to take the to beat the saints now i feel you on the four. like i'll have to pick this game some like by thursday I and mean, i'll probably tease the rams and the on un- under right tease on a six-point teaser get it to like you know Rams uh I know it's crossing to the crossing the zero is not the best, but you know, up to get that total up to like fifty and then play yeah. it from there, but uh, I like the Rams here I, I just don't see the same score the same scoring twenty four points on offense that's that's like the output for a month from the offense, so yeah, I'm not buying <laughs> they already they used up all the points <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's hilarious,
1: All right, the next game. Another team that you are very familiar with from your journalistic history, the Detroit Lions, the traveling to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. Right now, the Lions are three point favorites on the road. And, you know, the Lions haven't clinched this division yet. There's a world where the Vikings can still win it. And I know it's it's very far fetched, but they do play each other two of the last three games in the game. They don't play each other. The Lions play the Cowboys, the Cowboys. in Dallas and the Vikings play the Packers in Minnesota. So, I mean, it's not outside of the room of possibility. If you take care of the business, beat them two times, you beat the Packers at home, Lions probably going to lose to Dallas. It's a world. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you're a Vikings player, Vikings fan, you can somehow live in that world. So you're at home this week. Where, where are you leaning on this one?
0: The same thing I was talking about the Lions last week. The Broncos and the Vikings are about equal teams to me, right? Teams that can win games but are severely flawed, right? Uh, if you don't beat the Vikings pretty handily, especially in this game, you're not a team to be taken seriously. I needed them to beat the Broncos pretty handily to be. If you want to be taken seriously, you got to play well against the Broncos. Same thing here. They better cover this three. If they're if they're a real threat in this NFC. They'll need to cover this three and be playing for the two seed next week against Dallas, right? I'm going to take the Lions here, especially because the Vikings like to blitz so much, and I think that Brandon Don should be able to draw some things up to get some guys open. And as we saw, the Bengals have one of the worst defenses in the league right now, even though they have a pretty good defensive coordinator. Um, Nick Mullins is, is gettable, let's just say
1: that. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings plus three, and I think there's a real chance they win this game. And maybe it's because I'm selfishly rooting for that week 18 game to be for the division. Because we may have a couple of those games week 18. Like I talked about earlier, the Bills and Dolphins. And I think if the Vikings do win this game, I think it comes down to week 18. Because I think the Vikings probably beat the Packers next week, and the Lions probably lose to Dallas. So like you said, though, this is a big chance for Detroit. Can you put your your big big boy pants on? If you win this game, you clinch the division. It's a wrap, and you're like you said, you're fighting for the two-seed with Dallas next week. It's one of those statement games for the Lions, but I feel like, man, they're going to come back to the Lions. They're going to be like, they're just not there yet. They're just not there. They tease you. They make you feel good for a couple weeks, and then they have a game against the Bears, (laughs) right? I I have a weird feeling, Marty, this is going to be one of those games. We're going to be back here next week saying you're going to be like, same old Lions yeah they're a playoff team but it's still the same old Detroit Lions but we'll see though it, it should be a good one it's, it's gonna be a close game next game on the slate I'm really really excited for this one man it's probably the game of the year potentially right we say that a lot
0: though and it never ends up being the game of the year about to say <laughs> which game are you setting up talking about the game of the year let me go look at the slate and see Raiders <laughs> Chiefs no oh, I got Ravens 49ers there you go <laughs>
1: So yeah. Christmas night, Monday night in Santa Clara. Top two teams in each conference. The Baltimore Ravens traveling to the West Coast to take on the Niners. Right now, the Niners are five and a half point favorites over under at 46 and a half.
0: Where do you lean on this one? I'm taking the Ravens and the points. I think they can win outright. mm. And I think this might be a game in which I kind of thought we might see it in Arizona after Brock Purdy got hurt for this, the second, but this might be the game that loses Brock Purdy the MVP. Mm. I think this, I think we're looking at it right here. If the Ravens come in and play like they had been playing, like they, as much as, as much as the Jaguars forced their own uh, misery uh, on what was that Sunday night. yeah. Ravens were still everywhere. The Jacksonville couldn't run the ball effectively. Christian McCaffrey, I think, obviously is one of the is probably the best running back in the league right now. But I like this Ravens defensive front. Uh on the back end, I think they they could use a little bit of help right now. With Kyle Hamilton a little limited. And he's not really he more is more of a linebacker than safety in general. So like they're better at stopping the run than the pass. But and obviously Keaton Mitchell going down That's is a big loss for this team because he got juice as a runner that, I mean, Melvin Gordon, it doesn't have that juice, right? And, you know, he likes to give the ball up, but I think this is a game in which you all right, Lamar, you know, and not to mention Lamar's incredible record against the NFC, you know, like, so let's go ahead. I'm taking the Ravens here. Uh, and I think defensively, Ravens Baltimore will play well against the San Francisco offense, which plays well just about against everybody.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Niners in this one. And because I really do think that loss of Keith Mitchell is so huge. Like you mentioned, he has the juice. He averages over eight yards a carry. I mean, it's unbelievable. The second highest on their team is Lamar, five and a half yards per carry. So you're going to have to lean more on Gus Edwards, Justin Hill, Melvin Gordon? I, I don't know, man. I I can I see a world where the Niners get out to an early lead, and the Ravens are best when they are unpredictable, when they have a good mixture of run and pass. And if they get down early in this game, I think them going off their script is going to be a detriment to their team, especially going against this pass rush. They can get after you, obviously headlined by Nick Bosa. Now you got Chase Young on the other side. So I, I think the Niners at least win this game by a touchdown. But I'm, I'm really curious to see it, though, because this can be a statement game, like you say, either way, especially as far as the MVP goes. We know it's Purdy and Lamar, even though I think CMC should low-key be the MVP right now. But it's a quarterback award, apparently, as we
0: know. So we got to stop see, saying this. I hate it when we just it's, but the reason why we say this is because of, no, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it's the reality. <laughs> it's the. It's, I agree, it shouldn't be, but we
1: have too much evidence to say it's not. When we lost about non quarterback, won MVP.
0: Adrian Peterson, I think. And what year? What year was that? Two thousand seven.
1: Yeah, I was in high school.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but we actually got one more game to talk about. I should have say that one for last, but I skipped over. Jacksonville, maybe because I'm just so disgusted with them. But we have a battle of Florida. The Jaguars are traveling just a little bit down the way to take on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the books are only a one point favorite. The over-under is at 43. I'll take this one first. I've got to take the Jags. I mean, I, this team can't lose four games in a row, can they? Why not? They can't, man. The AFC South is too tight right now. This is an absolute must win. And I can make an argument where I can make an excuse for the last three weeks. I could. I could somehow. The the first game, they still probably would have lost, but your quarterback went out. He had a look like a season ended injury. And people were like, where's the cart? Where's the cart? Then he plays a week later. I don't think he should have played. Didn't look right to me in Cleveland against a really good defense. I kind of throw that, I kind of knew they were going to lose that game, the fact that he even played. And then this past week, you played the Baltimore Ravens. Even though you did a lot of self-inflicting things, it's still the Baltimore Ravens. And I know the Bucs have been playing good. We talked about the Bucs earlier and Baker Mayfield and things of that nature. But it just feels like a spot where the Jags need this game really, really bad. Four in a row. I mean, how many teams have lost four in a row this, this season besides the Panthers? It's not that many teams. And Cardinals Jag- have
0: lost four in a row. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the Giants have lost four in a row.
1: Okay, so two, three of the worst teams in the league. I don't think the Jags are one of them. So I, I, I'm i I'm just banking on that. So give me the Jags, especially with, I know it's just one point, but give me them 100%. I
0: think the Bears at some point had to go 4-0. I mean, and 4 Probably. Yeah, but still my point, all teams that are picking in the top 10. Shoot, San Francisco went and 3 in a row. Well, so did Philly.
1: Do. Yeah, but they didn't lose that fourth, though. They didn't lose they that did fourth. <laughs> they did
0: not. I, uh, I'm going to Buccaneers.
1: Oh, you got the Jacks losing four in a row.
0: Oh, man. I do. You know, you, what you were talking about uh, earlier today is one of those teams that's just not there yet. They're just not there yet. <laughs> I look at Jacksonville, and I've been paying close attention to them this year. Uh, I hate to be this guy, but because I have ETN and Trevor on my friends team <laughs> and <laughs> they just don't click. Like, I, I watch them sometimes and wonder if they practice. Like, because they don't look like the receivers know what the quarterback is doing or the quarterback. Like, there's a disconnect between a lot of that. And I think ETN is one of the more productive backs in the AFC, but you know, he's not they're not running the ball like Buffalo did yesterday. Or Sunday rather you know they're not really running it with the, that great of efficiency they run a lot of RPO and I know that's mostly RPO is used to like trick defensive linemen but like I think they'd be better suited to go under center a bit and hide the ball from the second level defenders and maybe try to get the linebackers in conflict but I don't feel like they do a lot of that offensively I feel like it's a lot of college style stuff and Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator. That's why he's still on this league. Uh, Baker's on a heater, you know? <laughs> like, and not only is he on a heater, but they have a very physical offensive line. They've been running the ball great with Rashad Wright recently. That was a thing that they couldn't do earlier in the year They could not run the ball. Shout out to Rashad Wright. Wright. He's, a, he's from Kansas City, by the way. Hometown kid. Guy, who oh, him love. Another kid from Kansas City. But he's been running the ball well over the last four or five weeks, and it's really opened up their offense, I think. And then when you got a guy like Mike Evans, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's like one of the most consistent that you'll see out there and somebody you have to game plan for every game. And offensively, when you have one weapon like that, you're able to move the ball as long as you dial it up right. You say a future Hall of
1: Famer for Mike Evans. That's not the only future thing he is, by the way. He's a future chief also.
0: This is why people make fun of you on the internet. And I hope they continue to do so. I hope they continue to do so because you refusal to answer. I know you see them on, you better not get out blocking them. If people start t- tweeting me screenshots of what uh, Marcos has blocked you, I'll start picking on you. Nah, you can't block me. I'm not blocking, I'm not blocking them. I'm not blocking them.
1: Let's get to our lemon pepper parlay, man.
0: They say you're running from the Twitter streets. Every time the Chiefs lose, they're going to be on you, Mark.
1: Well, luckily for me, I don't think they're going to lose another game this time, whole entire season. That's the difference. Oh, now,
0: now they're really going to come out. What's your lemon pepper parlay? <laughs> Goodness gracious.
1: All right. So I'm going to go to one game we talked about earlier in our highlight. I'm taking the over on the Cowboys and Dolphins at 51. I think this is the perfect spot for the Cowboys offense to get back rolling. And we know how good the Miami uh, offense is. And they do things that can give this Cowboys defense struggles. You know, a lot of motion. They can run the ball. Um, So, yeah, man, I I think it's going to be a high-scoring game in Miami. I love that number. I think it's actually a little low. But maybe because the Cowboys only scored three points or they scored 10 because they scored a garbage touchdown in Buffalo. And then I'm pairing that with, speaking of Buffalo, Buffalo covering the 11. I know it's a big number, but they're playing the Chargers a team that just allows 63 points. Yeah, they got a new head coach. And Eddie talked about before we got on about the new coach thing and plan to get a win for him. And I think there is something to that. But when Easton Stick is your quarterback, I don't think it really matters much. And this Buffalo team is very, very locked in. They're not going to overlook anybody at this point because they're fighting for their playoff lives. They have to win out because their best path is to win the division. Because if they get into that wild card mix, Things get a little dicey there because their AFC record is not good. And they lose a lot of tiebreakers. So they have to win out to win the division. So I love them winning by at least two touchdowns. So Bills minus 11. I get both those plays at plus 264.
0: Before I get my lemon pepper parlay, I want to ask you, because every every Jimmy and John this weekend is going to have this parlay. You need to tell me which team loses makes it lose. Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles. All of them are over 10-point favorites. You know people are going to be putting those guys in every parlay line. I've been doing this too long to know that if you see multiple double-digit spreads on the board, one of these teams is losing outright.
1: What's the? I would love to know the numbers on this. <laughs>
0: Anecdotally, it feels like every single time.
1: I don't feel comfortable picking either one of these teams to lose, but I'll give you my most likely. How can I do that at least cuz I just I just don't think either one of these teams are going to lose. I just don't. So I can't lie to myself. But I think the
0: most likely is the Giants beating the Eagles. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. Like if I just if I'm just, if I'm just looking forward into the, you know, trying to do tomorrow's headlines today. <laughs> I could see like the Raiders just scored 63 points. They're not going to score 21 next week because yeah. of that, right? Yeah. You know, that's just how this league goes, right? I don't necessarily – the Chargers just gave up 63 points. They're not <laughs> going to do that again either. I think they'll be, I think they'll play much better this week, honestly. With the yeah, new it, head can't, coach. They, it can't get much worse. <laughs> True. I think that I, I'd probably be on the other side of that. I think they probably cover the 11, but I don't feel strongly about it either way. Yeah. Not enough to be like, you're wrong. But that giant and the Eagles game – that i might just i'm gonna have to go ahead and sprinkle a little bit on the money line uh and and get my last bet ever in on Tommy devito uh (laughs) but he's not i'm not going to put him in my in my parlay here my parlay i'm going with dan campbell and the detroit lions uh despite losing to the chicago bears earlier this season uh he is a covering machine and his record in the nfc north is similar against the spread in the NFC North. It's, it's similar to Lamar Jackson against the NFC. It's like complete domination, only like two or three losses. And uh, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears here, who got robbed by their own player last week in a one of the worst moments you'll see, just Darnell Mooney just dropping a Hail Mary. It was, the I mean, so bad. It was so bad, and Justin Fields, I think, acquitted himself well. And from what it seemed like out of Chicago, the team is trying to play for his job, which is interesting. Which is an interesting thing. Like they were like, "No, we get, like that we believe in the guy that we got." Um, and it's something that I kind of like pay attention to. Like when Baker Mayfield was in Cleveland, like and Odell came out with the video. It was like, where were the people trying to support Baker? There were not. <laughs> There was nobody out there saying, you know, So, and that's just one example. There's several different ones that you can think of. I call it the draft day theory. How many people would have came to his birthday party, you know? Uh, yeah, it feels like Justin Fields has a good finger on the pulse of that team. Everybody who they ask about quarterbacks is like, no, we got our guy. We got our guy. And so I'm thinking they're trying to like really play for him to get an extension here, which is kind of a crazy motivation. But I think the Bears go ahead and cover the four and a half. That's too All right, successful.
1: man. We both had rough weeks this past one. We both went five, nine, and one. So
0: let's have a good week. I mean, it's just the Cardinals. Like the Cardinals only getting up four and a half points. I know the Bears stink, but still,
1: the Cardinals. It's in. Is it in Arizona? It's in Chicago. Wow, that makes it even shot. Wow, mm. interesting.
0: Watch them <laughs> by four. That's how my season. That's how my year's <laughs> been going. the one by four. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some more hey, money hey, than I have.
1: Any any Christmas plans? Yeah,
0: I'm going to watch football. And I'll be okay. on, actually, I'll be on Fox Sports Radio Christmas Day. There you go. From 3 to 7 Eastern, noon to 4 Pacific. So tune in. If you're uh, driving around in the car and you can't find the football game, you can hear me talk about them. How about that? See, this is crazy. You didn't even mention the NBA on Christmas. That's, that's really Christmas Day is the NBA. It's their fault. They ruined it. That could have been great. They decided not to be. I told after after COVID, I was like, just start, this, start it here. Start it on Christmas and everybody be locked in. No, no. But I'll be on Fox Sports Radio. I'll have it on. But yeah, I'll be watching football. You'll have it on the NBA second TV. TV. We'll have it
1: on the laptop, guys. <laughs> See you next week.